I'd like to welcome you to our service. If you'd like to find your place in Luke chapter 19. Luke chapter 19. The title of the message is, A Little Man with a Big Problem. And I don't know about you, but in a world where there's 8 billion people, it's not hard to feel very small. I mean, you think about it. I mean, we're, we're surrounded by people all the time. And whether you're at school, at work, or, or whether you're just in the grocery store, man, just, just think about how small we are. I mean, we really are. But, but right here's the thing. It makes no difference how small you are. There's always going to be trouble, problems. And we all were born with a big problem. And that problem is sin. And, and here in, in Luke chapter 19, we got the story of a short man, a little man that had a big sin problem. And we all have that. We all have that. And in Luke 19, it says, And Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was the chief among the publicans, and he was rich. And he sought to see Jesus, who he was, and could not for the press, because he was little of stature. He just a little fella. And he ran before and climbed up in a sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said to him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must abide at thy house. Lord, would you please help us, Lord, and bless the reading of your word. And God, I pray that you help us today. I pray if there's someone here that's lost and someone underneath the sound of my voice that does not know you. Lord, I pray that today will be the day that they realize, Lord, that you've passed by their way to let them know that you care for them, that you see them. And Lord, you know their problems and you know that we are all born with a problem. It's called a sin problem and you're the only one that can fix that problem, Lord. And I thank you for dying on the cross of Calvary for us so that we could have the forgiveness of sin and everlasting life. Thank you, Lord, for all your blessings. In Jesus' name, amen. If you see right here that Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. Hey, just prior to this, in verse 35 in chapter 18, it says, and it came to pass that he had come nigh unto Jericho. He, he came close to Jericho. Right now we see that he's entered and, and passed through Jericho. So we're kind of got, and he's going to exit Jericho. And Jesus is passing by. And, and, and if you look in, in, in chapter 18 and verse 35, as he drew nigh, there was a blind man there, and his name was Bartimaeus. And, and that man Bartimaeus, uh, he, he cried out to Jesus when he heard that Jesus was passing by. Jesus was coming through there to never come through there again. Hey, th this was his only opportunity to draw nigh to God, to get close to Jesus so that Jesus could help him. And as Jesus passed by, old blind Bartimaeus started hollering, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. You know, 
know the story. They tried to hush him. They tried to go, shh, you going to bother people? And the crowd was all around Jesus, but he hollered again and, and just even louder says, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And the Bible says that Jesus stopped and they brought Bartimaeus to where Jesus was. And, and when he got there, Jesus healed him. And that was before he got into Jericho. And even before that, there was a, a, a young man that we, we, we commonly call the rich young ruler. And, 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 and him, he came to Jesus as well and he asked, what must I do to have eternal life? He didn't come to Jesus saying, have mercy on me, our son of David. There was no humility in this young man. This young man really didn't see himself in need of mercy. And all he was concerned with was securing a spot, not just in this world, but in the next world as well. But he didn't come calling on Jesus and asking him for mercy. He wanted to do things himself. He said, what must I do? You see, Bartimaeus knew that there's nothing that he could do. He could not fix his problem. He was blind. He had no hope outside of Jesus. And he begged for mercy that day. And God saved him. And God turned his life around. Aren't you glad for the day that you called on the Lord? You saw yourself a sinner that could not fix yourself. Your good deeds, your good works could not help you. But thank God for the day that you saw yourself a sinner. Oh, you saw yourself as somebody really small with a big problem called sin. Oh, but then you heard Jesus passing by. Oh, you called out to him and he saved you that day. Hey, all this had taken place. All this had taken place before he got to Jericho. Oh, we already know that there's been a blind man that's been healed. Uh, and you know that crowd's talking about that. Uh, they're talking about everything that Jesus had done. And, and all of a sudden now we get to chapter 19 and we got this man Zacchaeus. Uh, oh, you know we got noised around town that Jesus was here. Uh, oh, just like, hey, you ought to see what he done. Uh, oh, he healed blind Bartimaeus. Uh, oh, he healed him there. And now he's following Jesus and he's glorifying God and the whole crowd was glorifying God, praising God and, and all of a sudden Zacchaeus he said man what's all this commotion hey, here's another problem here's another person with a big problem in his life, now he's not blind he, he doesn't have any physical problem except the fact that he's short but he knows he's got another problem, it's called a sin problem that he too cannot fix and, and we get right here and and we see that he was coming in Jericho and for Zacchaeus this was his only chance too. This was his only opportunity as well to see Jesus and to get Jesus to do something for him that only Jesus could do. And, and then but he was going to pass. The Bible said that he passed. And the Bible tells us that when Jesus went out of Jericho never to come through there again there were two blind men. They were waiting Right there. 
Oh, you talk about a divine appointment. That's exactly what it was. The Bible says in Job 7, 1, Is there not an appointed time to man upon earth? Are not his days also like the days of a hireling? In Hebrews 9, 27, it says, And as is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment. 126 times in the Bible you find that word appointed. Hey, Jesus was not coming nigh. Jesus was not entering. And Jesus was not passing through and departing Jericho. Jericho by chance. Uh, oh, it's not a coincidence today that you're listening to this message if you're listening online. It's not a coincidence today that you're sitting in this auditorium today. Uh, if you're saved, uh, then you're a testimony that Jesus passed by your way. You're a testimony of the grace of God in your life. Uh, you're a testimony of someone that had a that was small in this world. Uh, oh, it had a big problem, but Jesus changed uh, your life. But you may be here today and you may be just like Zacchaeus. You may not have no physical problem, but you have a spiritual problem. You're dead in your trespasses and sins. And there's only one person that can save you. There's only one person that's passing by right now. He's passing by your way. He's knocking on your door and wanting you to come out and accept him as your Savior. Today's that day. God has brought you to that place. What are you going to cry out? Well, I'm a pretty good person. I'm pretty good. I do all these good things. Well, you sound like that rich young ruler. He too came to a place. He came to a place, but he never saw himself a sinner. He saw himself as a good person. The Bible said he left sad. He left sad. Why? Because he turned away from the truth. He didn't trust in Jesus as his Savior. But blind Bartimaeus was glad that he trusted Jesus, that he called out for mercy that day. Zacchaeus is going to be glad that he, that he trusted in Jesus and that, hey, that Jesus came by his way because, see, only Jesus could fix Zacchaeus' problem of sin. Zacchaeus had committed a lot of sins, and there's no way that he could fix that. Only God could forgive him of his sin. That's what God wants to do for you today as well if you're not saved. We see in verse 2, And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus. And before I get to then, let me go back. Because as they went out of Jericho, there was two more blind men. And, and you know what? You know what? They were, they were crying out. Those blind men, they were crying out, Have mercy on us. Oh boy, they, they were here, they were together. Lord, have mercy on us. Uh, oh, blind Bartimaeus said, have mercy on me because he was, he, he was there. But these two guys knew that they were there. They, they knew that they, there was somebody beside of him that was in the same problem that he had. And he said, have mercy on us. Uh, they were both crying out, Lord, have mercy on us. We already heard what you did for blind Bartimaeus. Uh, we see what you did with Zacchaeus. Uh, oh God, would you do the same for us? He said, have mercy, O Lord, thou son of David. In verse 2, And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was the chief among the publicans, and he was rich. The Bible says there was a man. You know, that tells me that God's interested, and in, he was interested in the individual. He was interested. He took time for that rich young ruler, even though he walked away from Christ unchanged except worse he was sad when he left. 
He, he, Jesus was concerned with blind Bartimaeus. He, he was concerned with Zacchaeus. And he, he was concerned with the two blind. He was concerned with the crowd that was all around him. God is interested in the individual. And it says that Zacchaeus was the chief among the publicans. A, a publican was someone that collected taxes for the Romans. And nobody liked him because not only did he... Claim, collect the taxes, but he would always charge a little extra so that he could grease his pocket. And it says that he was the chief of those people doing that. In 1 Timothy 1.15, what Paul say he was the chief of. This is a faithful saying worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. Paul said, I'm the chief sinner. Oh, then we see not only was he the chief among the publicans, but the Bible says that he was rich. That means he had power. He had a position in this life. He, he had personal wealth. But, but we see that none of these things made him happy. See, a lot of people think that, if, oh, if I just have a house or if I have a car or if I just have good health or if I, all these things will satisfy me. No, they won't. All those things are temporal. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. Why? Because they're all temporal things. Don't put your faith and trust in that because they all pass away. For what is a man, Bible says in Matthew 16, 26, for what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? And what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? For what shall it profit a man, the Bible says in Mark 8, 36, if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Verse 3, we see the problem. The problem. And he sought to see Jesus who he was and could not for the press because he was little of stature. He sought to see Jesus who he was. He had heard of Jesus, but he had never come to know him like the others had. Oh, he, he, like I said, he probably heard about the blind man. He may have even heard about Matthew, the tax collector, and how God changed his life. The Bible says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Boy, we see that his stature, he, he was a little person. He couldn't get to Jesus, but Jesus would have to come to him. In verse 4, we see the determination that he had. And he ran before. That means he got ahead of the crowd and climbed up in a sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass uh, that way. He got to a place where Jesus was coming. And if you're underneath the sound of my voice today, you've put yourself in a place where Jesus is passing by. Hey, if you're, you're here in this auditorium and you're listening to this message, then you're in a place that Jesus is passing by. He's passing by today and you set yourself in a place where you can meet with Jesus. A sycamore tree is... Uh, in, those, in Israel, those sycamore trees, they, they, they had a very short stump like and then they would go out sideways like this 
And it was very easy tree to climb that even a short person could climb that type of tree. And that sycamore tree is often divided near the ground into two several secondary trunks uh, uh, for ve and, and very free from branches. And they grow straight out like a cross. And, and, and the, the wood is light brown tinged with red. And uh, many people have used uh, these sycamore trees to make butcher blocks. Easy for anybody to climb. Jesus was to pass that way. No coincidence. We're talking about a divine appointment. I, I, I can't help but wonder if Zacchaeus was up and he was looking as Jesus was coming. I, I can't help but think, well, what was he thinking? What was he hoping for that day? And in verse 5 it says, And when Jesus came to the place, what place? That divine appointment. When he came to that place to where Zacchaeus was, he looked up and saw him and said unto him, Now remember, Zacchaeus, he did not know Jesus. He wanted to see who he was. But Jesus knew him. See, Jesus came to die for every person and Jesus knows you today. He knows who you are. Make haste and come down, for today I must abide at thy house. Oh, I wonder what Zacchaeus was thinking as he saw Jesus come to that place. Oh my, and he came up to the tree where Zacchaeus was, and there's a crowd around him, and some maybe even glorifying God and shouting. And here he is, just watching on, unable to get to Jesus, unable to save himself, unable to do anything to change his condition. He had a big problem of sin. But aren't you glad that Jesus stopped? And he looked, and he saw Zacchaeus, and he said, Zacchaeus, you come down. <laughs> he said, Zacchaeus, I need you to come down. Make haste and come down. Oh, Oh, you, you know what happened that day? Zacchaeus says, oh my, he sees me. <laughs> Jesus sees me. You can't hide from Jesus. You, you, we may be one person in an eight billion person world, but you cannot hide from God. God sees you. And he knows that you have a problem if you've never been saved, you've got a huge sin problem that you cannot get rid of, that you can't make right. And God sees that. That's why He sent Jesus to die on the cross for you. Not only does He see you, but He knows you. <laughs> he called Him by name, Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus. He knows all about me. He said, I need to go to your house today. You know, God knows the exact numbers of our hair on our head. And, and uh, you know, you, you, and may the Lord help us to understand that He knows that our thoughts are only vanity. He knew all about Zacchaeus. He knew all about Zacchaeus' sin. He knew all about his problem. But he still came to him. And what do you think when Jesus said, Make haste, I must go to your house today. Boy, I wonder how that made him feel. Jesus wants to be with me. Jesus wants to have a relationship with me. 
Oh, oh my, nobody else would have anything to do with him because he was a, he, he cheated people and because of his reputation, because of his... Pro nobody wanted to have anything to do with him, but Jesus did. Isn't that good to know that Jesus wants to have a relationship with you? That he loves you? Despite of who you are, what you've done? That's why he came to die on the cross. was for your sin and my sin. And oh, God wants us to come unto him. And Jesus said unto him in verse 9, This day is salvation come to this house. For as much as he also is a son of Abraham, for the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Oh, the Bible says that he hasted and came down. He did not wait. Hey, this was his only opportunity. This was his final call to respond to Jesus. And he was not ashamed to do that. In Luke 12 and verse 8 it says, Also I say unto you, Whosoever shall confess me before men, him shall the Son of Man also confess before the angels of God. But he that denieth me before men shall be denied before the angels of God. You reject God. You reject Christ, his Son, and what he did to solve your sin problem as the only way to get to heaven, to get to God. If you deny that and you walk away from that and you don't want that, then you, you won't have a name for all eternity. Jesus is passing by. He may never come your way again. Oh, look, Jesus came to the place where Zacchaeus was, and he's coming to the place where you are today, and he wants to save you. He wants you to turn to him. But let me just tell you, if you turn away from Jesus and you say, well, I don't really don't want that. I, I don't really need that. I, like that rich young ruler said, I, I'm a pretty good person, you know, and all these things. I, I, I. If you don't accept Jesus as your Savior, then the Bible says that there's going to be a day where there'll be no place found in for you in heaven. No place. In Revelations 20 and verse 11 it says, And I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away and there was found no place for them. If you don't accept Jesus as your Savior, there's no place in heaven for you. The only way to get to heaven is through Jesus and believing what he did on the cross for you was enough to save you and give you everlasting life and a home in heaven. In John 14 and 1, it says, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. You see, if you accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, He prepared a place for you. There's a place reserved. Your name's written in the Lamb's book of life. There's a place reserved for you in heaven. But if you reject Jesus, then the Bible says that there's no place found for you. Wouldn't that be sad? I'm glad I'm saved today. I'm glad I've trusted Jesus as my Savior. There's a song that my wife sings I really enjoy. It says, As the blind man was sitting there by the way, he cried to Jesus for mercy that day. Jesus commanded and gave him his sight. So he followed Jesus, and I'm sure he cried. Jesus passed by my way, and he made me whole that day. Just as a sinner was I, but when Jesus passed by, oh, what a change in my life since Jesus passed by. 
The second verse goes like this. Just like the blind man, I wandered alone. In darkness of sin, I was always alone. But one day I met him and he made things right. Oh, what a difference since Jesus passed by. If you're not saved, please call on the Lord before it's eternally too late. Look, you, you must realize you're a sinner. You sinned against a holy, righteous God. You've broken the law of God. There's no way for you to fix that. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. For the wages of sin is death. That's what we deserve. But thank God that he sent his son. He loves you so much and his son is the gift of God. And he died for you, took your place so that you don't have to die, so that you can have a home in heaven and everlasting life. Would you please call on the Lord and be saved today?